The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hello friends, welcome back. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for joining us again as we continue our journey through the book of Matthew, as we walk through uh, the life of Christ through Matthew's gospel. A couple quick announcements just to consider as you're part, if you're part of our church. Um, starting next Wednesday, a week from today, we start back up our Wednesday night programs. Youth group will start back up. Our kids program will start back up. If you're a guest in the area and you're not necessarily a member of our church or yet a member of a church, we invite you to come. It is not just a membership thing. It is open to the public. We'd love to have you come. And uh, so our website's got more information on that. And Sunday we'll give a little more detail as to what's coming. We got a lot of a lot of exciting things coming up and we're going to talk about in the next few weeks in church. Uh, we'd love to join us. Uh, we start up on the end of the month, the 27th, our adult Bible classes. You can look online. We got three of those coming up and I think will be a huge encouragement. Uh, at the moment, though, we're in Matthew chapter 10 as we continue our study through the life of Christ in Matthew. And so we're going to do a bigger chunk of scripture uh, because we're going to look at some instructions. Jesus is sending out what isn't called in here as disciples. Later, we refer to them as his apostles. The term disciple in generic for us today is anybody who is a follower, a true follower of Jesus. And this, these were clarified apostles as there was something unique about these 12 men. Uh, they were peers of Jesus. Jesus, they saw Jesus face to face, they were called, and in that they were given very specific gifts that were for this time uh, in, this, in these Gospels, it was the transition from the Old and New Testament. They were getting prepared by Jesus to start the new church in, in Acts. And moving on, uh, the gifts that were given them, I personally believe, were just for them. Uh, they're not gifts that are seen today. Uh, and so let's go ahead and evaluate, and we're going to look at it a couple episodes because um, you're going to see the fact that God gives more instructions to the disciples. But let's just look at the beginning, first see who they are, and then look through some immediate instructions and how they are to proceed. See, he says in verse 10 or chapter 10, verse 1, and when he called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now, simply what it says is they had the power by God to cast out demons and to heal people by touching them physically. They have that supernatural power that was given to them, again, uniquely to them. Now, he describes in verse 2, now the name of the 12 apostles are these first, Simon, who was called Peter. And Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, Labaius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Verse 5, these 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, so he gives a bit of instruction of how they're to proceed as they go into town. So he starts off with, says, do not go into the way of the Gentiles, do, do not enter into the city of Samaritans, but rather, um, rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, the first thing he says, don't head out to the Gentiles. That's not that he didn't want. Now, I guess quick explain, who are the Gentiles? Gentiles are simply anybody who are not 
Jews. If you are of Jew of descent, you're not a Gentile. Anybody else, myself included, we would be Gentiles. So the reason he did this was not that he ultimately did not want to give the message to the Gentiles. He simply stated this because he wanted to go to the house of Israel first. We know later, especially Apostle Paul, many were sent out to minister to the Gentiles. Uh, but the first it went to the Israel, uh, Jewish people. So he sent them out first. And that was just a simple instruction here. Then he says in verse 7, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then he tells him to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons freely. You have received freely gifts. So he just gives some instructions on how to preach, to perform miracles. We know later that often it says the Bible says the Jews required a sign. Um, the Jewish people needed some kind of supernatural proof that Jesus was the Messiah and these were his followers. And so he gave them the supernatural ability to be able to do things to let the Jewish people know, listen, Jesus, our leader, is the Messiah. Uh, he says freely, you have received, freely give. He goes, do not charge uh, for your, you're not going to charge to teach, you're not going to do that, but if someone wants to give a donation, please feel free to take. If need be, give to others in need. Verse 9, provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts. Don't go looking, taking a lot of money with you, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics or sandals or staffs, for a work wor worker is worthy of his food. Here's what he's saying. Don't be so consumed with finding ways to make money. You know, you pack up a lot of money, a lot of extra clothes. The premise was, as they travel, that Jesus was going to have people people around them that was going to provide for their needs. They had to learn to live off of the, the good nature and love of the people they were sent to serve. So they weren't being consumed with the world, consumed with, because what would happen is if you're busy trying to get money and these other things, you're going to be looking for work and you're not going to be able to do what God has asked them to do. And so he says, you got to uh, rely upon the people who are willing to give to you. Um, then he says in verse 11, now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who is in it worthy and stay there till you go out. This is who you stay with and live with. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, if they're godly and they're helpful to you, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And wherever you will not, whoever will not receive nor you nor hear your words, when you would depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. As assuredly I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Now, when he says worthy, really, those who accept the teaching of the kingdom, those that accept the teaching that the disciples were sent out to give. He said, if the people would accept it, then you were going to bless them. You're going to give peace to them if you don't. Now, it wasn't necessarily cursing. He says, don't, here's kind of the idea, we, and, and it's, it's good for us even as preachers today, because there's going to be some people who are going to embrace the teaching of the truth. Please remember, it is God's word that changes the hearts of mankind and womenkind and, and people. It is not me. I, I, as a preacher, cannot do it. I am simply the messenger, giving out the message of the word of God. It is God's word that does not return void. He makes the change. So if somebody says, I don't like what he's saying, and they reject the teaching, they're not rejecting me. They're not rejecting the preacher. They're rejecting God. God's word. And that is something we need to remember and understand. So he's saying, don't get upset. Don't get offended. Don't get angry. Just you knock the dust off your feet. It's a symbol of we tried. We did our best. We're not carrying this weight. We're not carrying this feeling of failure as we move on. And we're just going to move on to the next step. Uh, and then he goes, those people would be tolerable. Simply put, if they reject the teaching of the word of God, what's the future for them? Hell. 
unfortunately. Now, that should break our hearts, but also realize, one, God is the one that gives the message. He gives it, but people have to receive that message. And so that was the original premise. Now, he'll talk a little bit next time about some of the battles they will go through. What are some principles you pull from this, right? Now, it's tricky because this is the apostles. These are the 12 sent out. Uh, they were given special gifts that we don't have today. I say, what if someone today claims to be an apostle? Well, they had to have been contemporary and seen, uh, been alive at the time of Jesus and seen Jesus face to face. That's not possible anymore. So that being one of the requirements, it's not possible. What about healing the sick and all of those? This is just my perspective from studying scripture. I don't believe that can happen. Can Jesus still heal? Absolutely. But I don't believe we are given the power to heal. We can pray for people. We can ask God to heal. And if God decides to do it, praise the Lord. But we ourselves, I don't believe we can. Um, those gifts were given for a very specific time. And, and now we live in the church age. We've got the word of God. We get everything we need. We believe the Holy Spirit can still do that. But it's not necessarily we as the preacher. So what can we learn? Well, I think from a preacher's perspective, our job is to go out, spread the word of God lovingly, boldly, and unashamedly about the truth and not worry about all the other things. One of the reasons it's important and it's good when, for instance, our church, they take good care of us. It's helpful so that I can focus my attention here on ministry. When you've got many who work what we call bivocationally, it's very complicated because they have to work a full-time job for the purpose of providing for their family, which is their number one responsibility. And then they want to come alongside and try to minister to a church. And it's, it's extremely complicated. So it's a blessing to be part of that. And so when you say you're giving and that's part of what happens, it is something God set up. It is something God instituted so that his church can continue to grow. His church can continue to be loved and encouraged and find and find health and strength. And so we participate. We all participate in giving to the church. That's not the only reason, but it's one of the reasons why we give. That God's church can grow and God's church can be healthy and effective at reaching its community. And it's just one of the many ways. And I hope you continue to pray uh, for me, for those in positions like mine, uh, it, it is, you know, it, it's a very unique type job. Uh, it's very, you know, it's got its own great blessings and its own great battles. And simply, if there's anything to pray, that you pray protection for me and my family and uh, wisdom as we look to follow God that would never be self-centered about us, but always Jesus-focused, and that we would un uh, lovingly and unashamedly and boldly teach truth, which is the Word of God. Well, again, thanks for joining us on this Wednesday giving me a chance to be part of your day. Hope you have a great rest of your day and rest of your week. Keep your eyes on Jesus, and I hope this time was an encouragement. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again.